Blessings and welcome to Sex Empowerment with Helen and Halima. I am Halima, joined by my co-host, Helen. Hi, everyone. I'm Helen. <laughs> and this is our first podcast. We're super excited to share um, our information and knowledge and just the interacting with you. So this is our first podcast again, and um, we want to tell you about why we started this podcast, who it's for, and what to expect. So I'll let, Helen, I'll let you talk about that. I'm a psychosexual and relationship therapist. I work with individuals and couples who suffer from sexual function issues and problems in relationships. And uh, working with so many people, I realized that it's actually a very um, low quality knowledge when it comes to um, human sexuality and when it comes to sexual health, because there is plenty of information out there, but the quality of that information is not that great. And that affects people's self-esteem, that affects the quality of their relationships, and of course, their, their sex lives and um, their health as well. Awesome, that's amazing. So um, with that, we're gonna be discussing these issues relating to your health, um, your public floor health, sexual health, overall um, physical health and emotional health, right? Because that ties in, in part of it and how that impacts our relationships. Uh, with our own bodies, with our own um, decisions and choices, and how we how these choices make our lives, as Helen would say. Um, so, how we choose a partner in the relationship that's, that we're in, um, and how to be empowered through confidence, true confidence, because true knowledge will give you confidence. And I love um, that's our tagline: confidence through knowledge. Because this was all about once you're knowledgeable, you will make the right choice. You intuitively make the, you'll know, you'll have resources um, to make the right choices for yourself. So it's all about empowerment. I've worked with women for over 10 years now, and that's the core of my work as a transformational mentor is to connect women back to their power. And power is strength. Power is love. Power is wisdom. Power is compassion. Power is having a vision and really connecting your choices to your outcomes and to your reality. So that's what we're going to talk about here. But this is for men and women. We don't want to. We don't want to say for men and women and couples. You're going to get a lot of great information that you will not get anywhere else, guaranteed. So um, feel free to have if you have any questions to post them in the comment section below the podcast, um, the comment section, and we would love the interaction. So today we have a topic that is very important especially around the holidays which is loneliness how to beat the loneliness during the holidays and re for the rest of your life <laughs> which is the goal right is to conquer this idea of loneliness because i was reading a statistic by dr gabor mate that loneliness is like an epidemic right it's like an epidemic so many people are lonely um and there's many reasons why so, um, Helen, what is your insight on um, this escalation, if you will, of loneliness Indeed. in our society? I can't agree more with you, Halima, that loneliness is like epidemic these days because uh, people are isolated, isolation, self-isolation. These are kind of like 
such scary words. And um, it's all started with those times when, um, you know, we had um, COVID pandemic, when we learned first time when it was marketed to that level, self-isolate, uh, go in isolation. And I think since then, the number of, um, you know, people who felt lonely and then the consequences of this loneliness, we talk about psychological and psychiatric issues as well, uh, mm. increased, significantly increased. Um, the rate of suicide increased. And just generally getting back to normal life, interaction, communication with people, with the like, is like it became difficult. It became very challenging for people. I think on one side, it's promoted, hugely promoted, imposed to us. On the other mm -hmm. side, our lifestyle, so social media and uh, kind of a lot of professions, a lot of jobs went online and kind of coercing us to believe that we don't need each other. We can, you know, um, deal with things ourselves or we can rely on AI or, you know, we just we will be okay but that we are not okay with that because we are social beings we are designed mm. to be you know to socialize we are designed to live together and isolation mm. is the scariest thing mm. i love that because we're we're designed for connection yes we're, we're designed to connect and to interact um and so i definitely agree with that and I want to make the distinction here, maybe you can do that for us, Helen, the distinction between loneliness and being alone, because they're not the same thing. You can be alone and not lonely. Absolutely. Um, and you, yeah, and you can be lonely and not alone. <laughs> so can you make the distinction? Yes, you can certainly be alone and not lonely because you have this in, like integration, harmony, peace, connection with yourself, within yourself, you connect with yourself because everything starts with yourself and then it's reflected on other people. Or to the contrary, you can be in the room full of people but feel lonely because you are not connected with yourself. You are kind of like coexisting in a different reality. And that's unfortunately yeah. what's happening to a lot of people. They have like lots of virtual friends on Facebook. They have lots of contacts. Even if they go out to the parties, they feel alone. They feel lonely there. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. They're alone. They can walk in there alone and still feel lonely. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think about, because you mentioned social media, I think this is great because it's, isn't it interesting that we have this, this network, this web, mm -hmm. um, hint, hint, um, and we have this web and there's likes and pictures and everyone's, we have a social online virtual engagement, yet in the real world, in the tangible world, loneliness is at its all-time high. So it's like, is social media 
really bringing us together? Is it giving us a false sense of connection, friendship, relationship, and that we are actually maybe pivoting from real life connections or we're, we're getting that sense of what we're trying to get that sense of real life connections from the virtual world? It does give us false feeling of connection. It does give us false feeling of friendship. We are so much dependent on dislikes or dislikes or comments. You know, we put this mm -hmm. image out and watch how many people liked it, who liked it. And if they didn't, we get frustrated, you know, but mm -hmm. there is like it has nothing to do with the real world, with the real um, needs of people. Because who cares, mm -hmm. you know, about all these things if deep inside you are in disharmony with yourself, you are empty, you feel emptiness. So, yeah, and no, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and no matter how many likes you get, that emptiness is not going away. No, no, like it's the, not. The, you can have a million followers like celebrities. We know that that when they're not empty, empty, when they feel empty inside, no matter the status of the, the superstar, mm -hmm. if you will, we know this from various uh, examples that it doesn't matter how popular or how well loved you are. If there is an emptiness inside of you, no amount of views, uh, clicks, uh, comments, engagement, record sales, whatever, you know, visibility, mm -hmm. none of that's going to take place because you said something I, I wrote down. You said um, everything starts with yourself. Absolutely. Everything starts with yourself because understand that every child is born perfect to this world, unfortunately to imperfect world. Because every child who comes to this world has kind of like, how to say it, um, love, self -love uh, to itself. Yeah. Um, not a single child would say to themselves, I hate myself, or there is something wrong right. with me, or I'm, I'm ashamed, ugly. or who would love that? You know, children, they don't have that. And then when they come to this world, they come as gifts to this world. But unfortunately, they, they're then met by these imperfect adults who try to correct them, who try to mend them, who try to tell them what's wrong with them. And obviously, when child comes to this world, they're very much dependent on love. Their life depends on love. And uh, this love is dependent on approval or disapproval. If I do something right and adults approve it, it means I'm accepted and loved. If I do something wrong and adults disapprove it, it means I'm gonna be rejected. And that means actually from the child's point of view, it means even death because like I said, child, uh, helpless who has got no power, no knowledge, depends on love and depends on the adults. And that's what basically builds us to that personality when we suppress some parts of us and we play these roles. We play these roles to please the outside world, to please adults, to get that approval. And that what disconnects us from ourselves. And that what leads to that, you know, um, 
loneliness as the result because we are when we interact with outside world we are playing roles we are trying to be good in the eyes of those people who we are communicating with that's, that's, that's a lot that you've um that you said helen there um and i want to ask you to break it down a little bit so can we make so the association that you're making is that from the sense of vulnerability as a child completely dependent upon parents for its survival, for its needs, for love and for its bio survival needs. Mm-hmm. When um, that when those needs aren't met, or when there's some issue with the the family life that doesn't secure the child to feel whole, that that emptiness is there. Um, and they take on roles to try to get their approvals because it's survival for the child. They take a role. Like we figure out real quickly when when our parents smile at us, when they congratulate us. We want that. We're looking for that. And that sets us up in our relationships to play those kinds of roles, unconscious that we've learned this before we were seven years old. So we take on these patterns. So when we talk about loneliness as an adult now, yes, right? Are we still really talking about the young child that never got their needs met or never felt whole? Yes, because whatever happens, all the problems that we experience as adults come from childhood because we grow as a human being, we grow in our body, but our subconsciousness stays the same. Our programs that are designed and built inside us stay the same since childhood. And quite often these programs run in us, even if we are already adults and we don't realize that. So that, uh, that, that kind of sense of unmet needs quite often comes from childhood. When we try to make, and you said absolutely right, we all have needs. We just try to meet them by all possible the means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they just, but any, so the, the child is doing what's intelligent is what's intelligent from their perspective is I have to survive the environment. Mm -hmm. I need love. So they intelligently begin to play roles. It's a survival mechanism that the child has access to, but the child is not, doesn't, doesn't have the consciousness at that time to understand, oh, mommy's yelling because she had a bad day at work. It's not about me. They don't have that. They, they're able to, to filter that through. It's all about them at that age. So yeah. So now we now we're in our forties, fifties, Helen. <laughs> now we're older, right? And uh, we still have this inside these wounds, if you will. Um, we're still playing these roles. Um, do you associate the loneliness that we feel to the roles that we're playing? The various roles that we can play. Yes, absolutely. Because obviously, when our needs are to be met. Uh, we play these roles and we have this fear. We have this fear, what if I express my needs and they will be met with disapproval and then I will be rejected. Uh, what, you know, um, so like fear, fear is something that kind of takes us away, creates that distance. I've been in relationships, I got hurt. Why do I need another pain in my life. So I'd rather kind of shut myself down because I'm so scared to be hurt again. So that actually one of the 
ingredients that contribute to our loneliness, that fear. And, um, you know, um, when we suppress our needs, when we suppress some parts of our personality, um, we uh, lose a lot on that because we kind of, we are uh, not whole. We, are, we like exist, like we survive on certain parts, but we still feel that emptiness because something is missing in us. And uh, quite often when I work with people who come to my practice and uh, they're not happy about their sex life, right? I do this exercise with them on shadow personality, something that you reject, something that you say, oh no, I'm not like this, okay? So when you reject something and you experience really strong negative emotions, that's exactly what you suppress in yourself. And the interesting thing is when we uncover that, when we dig out that shadow personality, we see how many resources are there, how many things the personality is missing on because of suppressing them. And there are lots of revelations coming out of that. So that's a powerful exercise. That's a powerful exercise. Yes, it is very powerful because it keeps uh, like it brings you back to authenticity. What do I want? You ask. Uh, what do I not allow myself to have or to do? Right. And it's the fear, it's the judgment that stop, prevents us from, uh, is judging ourselves. It's, oh, this is too this, or this yes. is too kinky, or judgment. this is too whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and, and it locks in, it locks us into this, this role where we're denying this repression. Absolutely. And that's why we, we can't be authentic to ourselves and we can't be authentic to other people. We get, playing these roles. We can't be authentic and we can't connect with other people when we are not ourselves. This is interesting question just popped up. Um, do, does the sex life, how fully expressed you are, authentically expressed you are, reflect reflect your psychological health or emotional health. Is the sex like in this, through your work, do you see there's a connection? Oh, there? yes, absolutely. Uh, all mm. your vulnerabilities, all your, how to say it, uh, unresolved conflicts, mm -hmm. emotional problems, they come out during sex life. Okay. So it's kind of like a reflection of things that are there and they're not resolved. Mm -hmm. And also vice versa, it's kind of like connected. In sex life, you can't uh, express yourself fully if there are problems with like internal world, with your personality, with like right. shadow personality, for example, when you suppress certain mm -hmm. things. And um, Quite often, like uh, when I work with women who say uh, suffer from problems with orgasm, right? I was just gonna, I was thinking about that when you were talking. Okay, good. <laughs> and um, when we look into that, we realize that permission to experience that, she just doesn't give herself permission to experience that because she's trying to be a good girl. She's trying to you know, prohibit herself certain things. 
I'm not vulgar. I'm not like that uh, woman. I'm not swearing. I'm not, uh, you know, expo- like I'm not exposing myself. I'm not. And then when we look at that personality that comes out that I'm not, we see what yeah. what does that personality allow her that this woman doesn't. And quite often, freedom, self-expression, connection with emotions, that would actually the main obstacles that prevent somebody from experiencing high-quality sex life. Is it also the judgments they put on other women as well, oh, yes. or other people? Oh, the whore, the yes. slut. Um, oh, you, know, you see a lot of women to women do this to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll classify them or judge them as something if it's not, quote-unquote, yeah. respectable or whatever it is, whatever that is. So... As soon as you look at someone and they evoke strong negative reaction in you, remember, this is something that's sitting inside you. This is something that you have, but don't accept in you because that's something that bothers you. So if you look at woman and you say, oh, she's a whore, she's a slut, look inside and see what are you not allowing yourself that this slut allows herself to do does it make clear yeah. oh absolutely good everything starts with you yeah. so if these are the if, if there's some strong emotion it's not like you can see someone and don't have any g no judgment no heat you just you know you just hey this is this person i love that she's happy she's doing her thing yeah but there's something that evoked like, or, that you know, like, you. That I, really like doesn't yeah. allow you to keep calm, like really gets into you. It means, yeah, it's trapped in you, in your personality. Let it out. Accept it. This is the shadow work. Chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shadow work. And these are the things that um, repress and maintain this state of loneliness, right? These are the things, these are the, the, the not accepting of yourself and the things you want to do and how you want to express yourself. Like, um, it, it will tr- keep you in a, locked in a role, mm-hmm. right? And that role could be lonely. You could be playing a role of a lonely person. Absolutely. And you restrict your behavior to Netflix and you really think that's, I'm not saying I, I love Netflix, but it doesn't mean like you're, that is the role that you're playing, that you're not getting out, you're not getting in nature, you're not going out, you're not relating with other people, you're not doing what really you want to do to feel fulfilled because you're you tethered to this state of loneliness or this role that you're playing. Yeah, and when you play roles, you also attract wrong people. You also attract people who you're, you know, not give you what you want because you are not yourself. And that's also kind of can lead you to loneliness because you cannot continue liking something that is not a good experience. And it's normal not to like something if it wasn't <laughs> great for you. you know? Right, right, right. Oh, so what, when, when you play these roles, you, what you do is you uh, attract the supporting cast that maintains that role for you. Yeah. So you'll find, you'll say if you're a woman and you're in a relationship and you are in a state of loneliness, it could be insecurity, it could be any of these roles that we play. Um, and you attract a, a guy who is, who ignores you, who doesn't put, 
that's not emotionally available who um, ghosts you. Um, these are the types of experiences that you will have if you're playing the role of lonely. You could be in a, you could be married and feel lonely. Absolutely. You know, so there's no deep intimacy, no, no intimacy with the being level at the, at the core of who you are. It's always at the superficial level, either it's all about your beauty, but never about your heart and your mind. Uh, um, because as much as you're willing to share and be vulnerable to share and accepting yourself to the degree you can do that, it's the degree which you can be loved and seen. Because if you're suppressing yourself, you're not being seen. So you just only your representative, people would say, or your mask or your or or the role that we play, or the character can be liked or lusted after or desired. But the love, the true love comes when you're able to be fully yourself, to be expressed fully and authentic. That's when the love, that level of love you can experience because you're off you're being available you're saying hey this is me this is all of me good bad much everything you're totally into fully integrated um and accepting of your own dark your own shadow yeah like uh, also the fact about intimacy that you said it's very important some people uh confuse intimacy with sex they think okay if it's oh, intimacy yeah. it means sex no <laughs> intimacy can be a product or sex can be a product of intimacy, but they are not uh, the same thing. And also, um, um, you know, when you're communicating with people and you feel like, okay, I need some space for myself, that's actually proves that you are not, you are not intimate with them. You are not connected. You are playing roles to a certain point and you are exhausted. You're now exhausted. That's why you need that space to kind of mm -hmm. recharge until you are ready to play those roles again. It's exhausting. It's exhausting, yes. So, um, because when there is true kind of intimacy, true love, true connection, you want to be part of something that you love that you like you know you want to 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 take it love is all about accepting is all about taking in i want that right fear mm -hmm. it's all about i don't want that leave me alone run away you know right so this is mm. um, quite important to look as well when you communicate with people how much space do you need after that communication if you do then you're not authentic then you are just playing roles and they're just co-cast that support you in that right and be mindful that it takes some enormous amount of energy to suppress what's authentic in you. absolutely and that's why it's exhausting exactly. because it's a lot of your own life force energy that's pushing it down, right? And so when you are able to um, let go of these roles, that's the power is coming back to you in the moment. That's This is when your real true power comes up where you can um, have standards and values for yourself and execute those boundaries effortlessly because it's the energy that's giving you, is coming back to you versus being dissipated. Mm -hmm. 
uh, in the past or, or, or being holding this, holding the true self down. It takes a lot of energy to hide yourself. And this is a, a scene in the Matrix 4. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, where Neo goes, he goes back into the system. Did you see the movie? Um, I see, yeah, I, I, I've seen, but a long time ago. So I. Oh, okay. This is, this is just for real quick. He had to take, he had to continue to take so many blue pills. No, was it? He had to take so many red pills, I think it was, to, oh, blue pills, to keep him sedated. Because they kept giving him all these blue pills. He kept taking, taking, taking. So it took a lot to sedate, to suppress the authentic, true you. Mm -hmm. So be mindful of every time you say, oh, oh, you know, you don't want to go somewhere, but you say yes. Mm -hmm. Depression. Yep. If you say, oh, okay, I like him, at least he's this, but you don't really feel enlivened by their presence, you're not invigorated by their energy, that's you dissipating. All of these choices um, from looking at it from an energetic perspective, it's really either you dissipating or you're increasing your energy. Absolutely. It's, we're talking uh, now about boundaries. So when you say mm -hmm. yes, when you should say no, or when you say no, mm -hmm. when you could say yes, right? So it's about that relationship of yourself through yourself with the outside world. Mm -hmm. And asking yourself, do I really want this? Do I really want mm -hmm. to meet this person? Or is it somebody else's wishes? Because remember that all your shoulds and musts and obligated to, it's somebody wants. If you do something against your wish, it means you are basically fulfilling somebody else's wishes. And in the end, you're still going to be unsatisfied with the experience, with yourself, and close down even more. Deep, deep in so your loneliness. Yes. Yeah, you can get buried underneath it all and um, maybe live a whole lifetime. Mm -hmm. Never really, never really being authentic, never being fully expressed. And so we don't want that. No. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> so we want to talk about what things that we can start to do. We've been giving you some dims along the way about this suppression and being aware of just your yes and your noses. How authentic are your yeses and noes? And how, uh, how much are you, what are you agreeing to that you do not want? You really don't want it, but you're agreeing to it because I don't want to be lonely. That's a big one too, right? The things that we do because we don't want to be uh, alone. And say. then end up being lonely as a result. <laughs> <laughs> you can't escape it. You can't escape So what are some of the things that women and men both can, can do to kind of get out of the loneliness state? What are some of the solutions that um, would be yes. helpful? So first of all, reconnect with yourself. Try to be authentic with yourself. Ask yourself, what do I want? Is this my wish? Reconnect with your emotions. If you're feeling anger, if you're feeling, you know, um, fear, it's okay. It's, it, it's normal human being, accept that inside you, speak to yourself. Don't try to suppress this 
in you. Don't try to run away from inner feelings. If you experience, you know, positive emotions, negative emotions, they're all important. They're important to be integrated and interrelated and, you know, connected within you. So this is important. This is the start. And then if you want to con connect to other people, you need to be able to express it to other people with your facial expression. You need to be open to connect to other people and express your interest in other person. Like I'm interested in you. I want to communicate mm -hmm. with you. It's not the case. I want to get something from you. Okay. But I'm interested in you. Because uh, quite often, uh, you know, some people trapped in loneliness, then they come out, they see someone and they start to kind of use that person as a dumping ground, like uh, throwing everything at that person and that poor mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> victim. <laughs> poor, poor person. <laughs> you know, tries to save their life. Yeah. And, you know, so obviously acknowledge the fact that communication uh, comes from both ways and yes. interest in in that person what they feel to be able to uh, you know to ex experience compassion what do you feel how how what it's like with you to be you to see the world through your eyes that will be the first step obviously to, to do. Mm, I love it. Um, and one thing I ask my clients is, especially if they're wanting to be in a relationship, um, like why do you want a relationship? Mm -hmm. Really get clear because um, this would help, help you see how you perceive the, a relationship because some people need a relationship to make them feel happy. That's a telltale big, sign. Big mistake. The, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the internal anatomy or internal self is um, coming from a wounded state. Yeah. So the goal for me, um, and I like to get my clients here, and once they get here, they have lots of fun, is to, to, to experience someone, to have an adventure, to have a playmate where we can grow and support each other. You know, why are the reasons why you truly be authentic with you? Be radically honest with your answer here because yeah. don't don't put, make it what you think it should be, but actually what it is, because this is where we start from. So get uh, authentically honest, or I should say radically honest, um, about why you want a relationship and understanding that loneliness is an energy issue. Yeah. It's, a, it's your life. Again, we went back to the life force. So any... Um, experiences, uh, actions, thoughts that really um, re um, release you out of those paradigms where you feel locked in or add energy to you, you want to start doing those things. So what are some fun things that you've been wanting to do that you haven't given yourself permission to do, right? This is how you break out of the character of being lonely, yes. right? Mm -hmm. and, right? And you don't have to do them by your, you can do them by your, you can do it alone. You don't have to, but you could do it alone. So is it, is it just getting some paintbrushes, some paint, 
uh, a board and just going out in a park and paint. It doesn't have to be major, it doesn't have to be expensive. Is it uh, what, going uh, snorkeling? Is it, you know, just spending an extra hour and day in bed? Whatever it is, write those things down and start to do them immediately. Yeah, create. Remember that nobody wants to be your problem solver. Nobody wants to come to your life to make you happy because you are the only one who can make yourself happy. So create the life that you can be happy in that yourself and then you are open to the other person, to the other world to come and share it with you. Bring something from their life and exchange it with you, like experiencing different things together. That's all about relationships. Absolutely. And and when you start to do the things that you've been denying yourself, because, okay, and, and think about the judgments that's, that's come up. Oh, I can't do it. I don't have the time. Mm. Yeah, you It's do. all excuses. Or, you're, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I don't want to go by myself. Well, the thing is, you're playing a character of a lonely person. You want to break this character. Yeah. Because again, remember the characters have the co-stars to keep the storyline going. If you want a new storyline, you got to be a different character. You have to get out of that state and um, new experiences, new experiences, new information, new experiences um, will give you more energy. You feel more inspired from the inside. You know, um, roller skating. That's what I want. That's on my list, Helen. (laughs) I've been saying I want to go roller skating. I said, I'm going roller skating this month. Um, and just do the things. Just, they don't have to be like crazy, like skydiving. They can just be simple things that add pleasure and, and fulfill you from the inside out and not expecting anyone to do that for you because that's where, that's where you, know, you, get it, you get into basically. more problems. <laughs> <laughs> and you can meet people anywhere. You can meet people in the shopping center. You can meet people on the bus stop, on the street, uh, in the restaurant. It's just yes. how are you ready to meet someone? Are you ready to meet someone? Oh, I love it. Are you ready to meet someone? <clears throat> and this is what we're at. We're, um, and this, is, this is a challenge and the opportunity is to be ready and you be ready by um, again looking at what Helen shared start to do new things different things start to get out of character Um, because think about who you who's going to be attracted to your energy if you're lonely isn't that interesting when we're so lonely and like you know deprived of attention and affection but we want the Prince Charming to come in and just make us feel this yeah what's there for prince charming understand what is there for him you know (laughs) because we established relationships it's about exchange Mm. it's not about resolution of your problems so prince charming should be interested and challenged and curious to find out what's there in your life yeah. And we're going to save that one for a different podcast. Yes. So um, any other solutions that you want to offer? I mean, now we kind of head into Christmas uh, period time. 
There are lots of people out there celebrating, lots of, you know, on the street lights. Uh, so kind of everybody in some kind of high, kind of high uh, spirited mood, right? Yes. So just go out there and just enjoy the moment of that. Just feel yourself with the energy of this kind of pre-Christmas energy. Enjoy the light, enjoy the mood, kind of become part of that. Even if you are lonely, yeah. you can just go out on the street and just become part of that uh, crowd. Don't look for anybody. Just, you know, surrender to that torrent of energy and reflect it. And there might be someone who's like you, you know, lonely and see you happy and would want to, to join you as well to share their happiness. And yeah, like what Helen said, don't look for an outcome. No. Have the experience because it's all about shifting what's inside of you first. And that's what gives you a different, a signal that you're going to be bringing new, new co-stars into your, into your world, like playmates and fun, friends, et cetera, business partners, all of that is available. Um, and also be mindful when you go out, what story are you telling yourself? Oh, no one's going to, you know, you want to, when you go out, tell yourself something different, tell a different story for yourself. I'm going to go out. I'm just going to, I'm going to enjoy every moment. I'm going to feel the air on my skin. I'm going to feel the hot cocoa, get some hot cocoa or whatever, some cider, like really play the role of enjoying this time of the year, enjoying the day, the night. The the, don't play the role. Enjoy, enjoy it. Just be yourself. Yeah. Enjoy mm -hmm. it because there is nothing worse to see people who are full of fear, anxiety, and they like looking, they looking, they kind of trying to, to, to catch someone, you know, and that's quite, uh, you know, it, it puts you off. It's not attractive. It's not attractive at all. No. So if you're, whether you're man or woman, doesn't matter. It's just that confidence, that uh, self um, satisfaction. I'm confident with myself. I'm happy with myself. I'm enjoying this moment. This is what matters. And I'm happy to awesome. meet someone who would be in the same kind of level, in the same state of mind, who are enjoying themselves and who would like to join me to enjoy this experience together and then see what might happen. I love it. Sounds like fun to me. <laughs> Well, we're going to, we're, oh, we've completed our first podcast. Um, thank you so much for joining and watching the thank view. You. Um, it's been a pleasure, uh, Helen, as always. And so um, we're going to be doing, we're going to be um, having our podcast on Thursdays um, at 9 a.m. Pacific Center Time, 5 p.m. GMT. It's been a pleasure, Helen, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you, Kalima.